Hey everybody, this is Ed from the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, here with another Whiskey Short. As always, I'm joined by Scott. Hey everybody. And today also, we have our good podcast buddy, Jeff. Hello. And Jeff has brought us a very special expression to try here, and we are going to have a quick taste that we've been looking forward to a while, and promises have been made to our people in the North. Mm-hmm. That we would do more of this. That's true. Now we are. So this is fulfilling one of our promises that came out on our last call. Yeah. So this is the Caribou Crossing Canadian Single Barrel Quick Taste. <laughs> Whiskey short. This is a special expression from the Great White North. Yes. <laughs> Take yeah. off, eh? Yeah. Caribou Crossing, a single barrel Canadian whiskey. This was brought to us courtesy of Jeff. Tell us how you came to get this expression. Uh, it was a birthday gift. Oh. My wife spent way too much money on it. Oh. <laughs> from, she bought it online over $100. Yeah. Wow. Mm, so I have to like it. Yes. Been there. Oh, oh, you have to like it. I see. <laughs> Does she listen to the podcast regularly? No. Okay. Lynn, we hated it. No, I'm kidding. We'll cut that out. Uh, just in case she does <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> just in case. Uh, yeah, so this is... But we won't really. We'll just go through the stats real quick. Yeah, really, yeah, and, sure. And then uh, I have the two-paragraph history, and then we'll taste it. Mm-hmm. And so this is a Canadian single-barrel whiskey. Print the mash bill is undisclosed, but likely a mix of corn, rye, and malted barley. Its proof is 80, so it's kind of light. Uh, there's no age statement. The price is about $50 MSRP. But is anything MSRP if it's any uh, good anymore? Right. It's also true. I mean, I don't remember the last thing I got from what I've read online. If it's $5 yeah. more, I'm happy. Yeah. Usually it's 15 to $20 more if you're in Jersey. I think they, they have like a Jersey penalty for being in the North. I call it the Civil War tax. <laughs> They're still mad. They're, like, they're still mad? Yeah. So like, it's Wait, Canada's a, still mad? Well, how many refugees? That's probably... Oh. I don't know. I'm not blaming Canada. Canada got caught up in it. Blame Canada. This has nothing to do with you, Canada. Oh, sorry. Let's get all of our Canadian jokes in there. <laughs> right, right, take off, eh? There's always been those, yeah. Uh, the distiller bottler is Old Montreal Distillery in Montreal, Canada. Nice. And the owner is Sazerac from New Orleans, Strange. Louisiana. They, they get their hands in the weirdest things, Sazerac. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the Sazerac company is owned by vampires. You know how, like, in Interview with an Empire, they live to, like, 180 years, and they just start owning weird stuff? Like, I feel like they've been to France and got shit. They came over here, and they got a place in New Orleans, and they're up in Canada owning stuff. Like, Sazerac's name keeps popping up. Somehow they own Buffalo Trace, but they don't. So, which means they, right, own Blanton's, but they don't. Right. Like, it's like the weirdest thing. They're trying to track it down. Like, it's such a mystery. They turn to werewolves every now and then and shit like that. No, like, wait, wait. I thought they were vampires. Well, I know. They got they all hang out. I watch Twilight. They're all together. It's Jeff, like, Jeff, is this canon? No, it is not. No. As long as they have like the, the little heart on their oh. on their cheeks or the, the feather duster to powder their faces. Oh, that means they're vampires? That means they're French Oh, they're vampires. French vampires. <laughs> Sazerac. Oh, that's right. Sazerac. Right, so. La Forge Vie. Yeah, so I haven't talked to Anne Rice in a while to figure this out, but and I have no evidence that the Sazerac owners are legitimate vampires. I'm just saying it seems like they own a lot of weird stuff, and they keep coming up in whiskey history. They do, and uh, speaking of the history, in 2010, <laughs> Sazerac wanted to shake up the reputation of Canadian whiskey as only capable of being dependable, light-bodied rye blends that were good mostly for mixing into cocktails. And so, drawing from the 220,000 barrels of whiskey aging in Canada that the company had acquired over the years, just as Ed was saying. As vampires. As vampires. <laughs> as vampires tend to do. <laughs> yes. Right? Barrels of blood, barrels of whiskey, you know, whiskey mix, whatever. Mixed together, possibly. Right, sure. yeah. Blood oath. Blood oath. Mm-hmm. They tapped master blender Drew Mayville 
possibly also a vampire. Probably an alien. He's probably 100 years old <laughs> right. or 400 years old. We don't know. Right. A Canadian who worked for many years for Diageo putting out Crown Royal and Seagram's VO because in short, he knew what was wrong with Canadian whiskey and he knew how to fix it. Mm. And so in 2011, Caribou Crossing, the world's first Canadian single barrel whiskey was born. Now bottled at the revitalized old Montreal distillery, first established in the 1920s, hmm. in the heart of Montreal, or 1720s, since right. they're vampires, right. <laughs> where I think we're killing the vampire to death. Well, they're hanging, well, right. You if can't, you, though. Right. If you, right. <laughs> right. I'll tell you a quick vampire story. <laughs> oh, go ahead. So um, I was working, managing hotels down the shore, and one of my workers was Romanian, uh-huh. and uh, she lived near the Transylvania region. Ooh. And when they first got there, they, you know, her and a couple of other workers, they didn't really have a lot of clothes. So I took them thrifting, you know, took them to thrift stores. Ah. And so I thought it'd be real clever. And, and I said, hey, uh, Andrea, when you're in Transylvania, what do you have like a lot of like vampire cloaks in your thrift stores at all? Ha 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 So she's looking at the Big rack. American, so funny. Looking at the rack of clothes. She doesn't even look up. She goes, no, Ed, vampires are immortal. They never thrift their cloaks. <laughs> True story. Well, yeah. She'll be right up. Never looked up either. Just she's like. That's great. I love she'd it. She'd been in the country a day and she would burn me. <laughs> she already burned me. I, I didn't mess with her anymore after that. I'm like, she's, she's a sharp one. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Um. Where was I? Now bottled at the revitalized... 1820. Uh, first established in the 1920s in the heart of Montreal, where even earlier, Canadian distillers had begun making spirits from grain instead of the more readily available molasses. So pretty much the same thing that happened in the United States. Mm-hmm. And yet everything about the packaging is meant to evoke a sense of American-style small batch distilling. First, there's the stopper. Originally, it was a maple leaf that's now a large, ornately carved caribou in the style of Sazerac's own Blanton's single-barrel horses. Absolutely. Then there's the cascading bright blue wax, which was almost impossible to get off. Really, I, th- I thought we were going to go to the ER. Scott started to hack at it with a machete. I did. I had a machete. It was, it was barely exaggerating. We were very frightened. Only wish there was a vampire around and I could have stabbed <laughs> it right in the heart. Now we've killed it. Now we've killed the vampire joke. It's over. Full circle. To the point where we'll cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> but we won't really. The bottle itself is sleek, but thick-necked and broad-shouldered. Like me. Uh, yes. And <laughs> even the name, Caribou Crossing, is sort of a play on words with Buffalo Trace, since trace means basically a trail. So Caribou right. Crossing, Buffalo Trace. This ain't your granddaddy's Canadian whiskey, and it doesn't taste like it either. Hmm. So. I'm a little disappointed that we don't know the mash bill. Yep. You know, when people get all proprietary, I don't know. To me, a lot of the great whiskeys in the world have their mash bill front and center. Yeah. We know what the Pappies are. We know what Blanton's is. We know what Woodford Reserve is. We know what all the Heaven uh, Hill mm-hmm. is. Well, um, Buffalo Trace, though, they have a mash bill number one. They don't really say what it is. Now, over the years, people have tried to figure it okay. out. So they're close right. it's to It's a bad it. secret. But with Canadian whiskey, there frequently isn't, because I read this little snippet, and you just reminded me of it. I didn't write it down, but it said that there was a master distiller, and he was being interviewed, and he's like, I don't worry about mash bills. We do all corn whiskey. We do all barley whiskey. We do all rye whiskey. And then I take those barrels and blend them together into an expression that I feel tastes good. So it's impossible then to figure out what it is, because he's taking barrels, and he's mixing them all together, and and you can't make a mash bill. I don't know why you're making apologies for the Canadians right now. (laughs) 
I feel like I'm you, a Canadian apologist now. <laughs> no, it's it's a good point when you're blending. Yeah, I don't know why you don't know what percentage you've used from the mash bills, but okay. Yeah, I, I mean you're a master blender. You know how much you put in, but okay. I mean, once again, yeah, yeah. But I do understand how you don't want to give up the exact mix of a blend, and I think blends have more of a reason to be discreet, if you will. Yeah, and I think it, it's probably a mix of they don't want to give it up, yeah. and maybe they just don't really know. <laughs> right. Well, right. That's, that's fine. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. All right, so I think uh, we should taste it now, finally. One of my new favorite tasting glasses is a Canadian Glencairn. It's been becoming very popular. Right. And to me, it mimics the opening of my favorite tasting glass, which is the, the neat glass. It's very similar to the neat glass, but not similar enough to get sued. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it does look like a Glencairn that you pumped air into and blew up into a very big... Right. It's sort of stretched upward yeah. and outward from the bottom. Yeah, so if you haven't seen a Canadian Glencairn, Google it. It's a very, very nice tasting glass. It's a nice glass. I, I don't have one. I gave one to Jeff because he was nice enough to bring the spirit. And I know that Ed really likes it. Yes. I'm drinking from the Norland glass. It's like a right. tulip with a wide open mouth. Yeah, it does. It's very tulip shaped. Yes. Norland in, in honor of the vampires from Sazerac. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> now we've killed it. Now, no, now it's killed. Right. right. That's a state. Uh, yeah. So on the news. Um, Alcohol. It's actually burning my nose a bit. Yeah, it's, it's not very pronounced. No. Uh, vanilla, though. Yeah. Oh, vanilla. Yeah. Mm. I'm not getting a lot of sweeter fruits. I'm definitely getting some corn. A little bit of earthiness, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know it's what really I'm getting. It's really hard. Like I said, it's not very pronounced at all. So 80 proof, I mean, it does kind of smell bourbony. I mean, it doesn't smell like a rye. It's not very rye forward. Don't, I don't understand the obsession with 80 proof. This is obviously trying to put this off as an upper expression. Yeah. Make it 92. What is the problem with these people making 80 proof whiskey? Like you can't do anything with it. It doesn't hold up well in a cocktail. Not that you'd want to use this necessarily in a cocktail. It doesn't hold up on a globe or ice, you know? And so, I mean, you're going to charge even 50 for that. 80 I mean, yeah. why can't it be at least 88 like, something? Give us yeah. something to work yeah, with like here. It could be 90, 92. I know, because yeah. all I'm going to think about, and then what, you know why? Because it's, I think the new trend is to come out with like a 115 cast strength and hit us for 105 for the right, bottle. Right. You know? So get you get them hooked at 80 yeah. and then go, hey, you want a 115? Hey, <laughs> like in right. a thrifted vampire cloak. <laughs> Thank you. Right. All right. So let's, let's taste it. All right. So let's finally taste it. Yeah. Mm. Wow, it's smooth. Mm. I mean, right for wow, eighty proof. It's smooth. It's spicy. Yeah, I didn't get any spice on the nose, but I'm definitely getting spice on the palate. Jeff, you're very contemplative. I'm, I'm getting something. It's, <laughs> right, I know. I don't want to say creme brulee again, but that's what uh, a lot of these. Well, I did bourbons. say burnt sugar, so that's in the same ballpark. Definitely sweet and spicy, mm, like caramel biscuit biscuits. <laughs> That's why I contemplate because I think of these bullshit terms. <laughs> it tastes like Loganberry. Yeah, it's like, it tastes like a shortbread. Do you get angry when you read stuff like that? Oh, I do. Definitely. I get angry all the time. I was just looking in Whiskey Advocate, some of their stuff. I mean, God bless if they're actually tasting like peach cobbler or <laughs> that's not even a bad one. I mean, the bad ones are like yeah. like strawberry necko. Yeah, yeah, that's a funny one. Strawberry necko wafers was the worst, I think, just because it's so freaking specific. There was one, I think it was maybe the, about the whistle pig. Somebody baked a pie and they walked across a field with it in a basket and they, it was wafting with the trees and the birds. And I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, what yeah. the fuck, fuck are you fuck yourself. about? Seriously. So you're saying it tastes like grass and air? And, <laughs> and, 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 and pie. And, and pie. Yeah. Um, all right. This, <laughs> well, I have to probably tell you. probably listening to this right now. 
That asshole. Yeah. I'm going to go text him on the I Facebook would, page. I yeah. would love Yeah, I wish they would. <laughs> I wish we could drum up some controversy. We've never had more listens than we had now, but we still aren't at the point where I want it where we get like a hundred people emailing us about how stupid we are and answering our tweets with like, these guys are idiots. Like I want there to be like a website of people that hate everything we say. <laughs> yeah. That's how big I want to be. These guys are idiots, yeah. but I can't stop listening. And right. Because they're so damn cute and entertaining. <laughs> Totes adorbs. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm getting like an oaky kind of finish. Yeah, the finish does. Can we talk about how the finish does fall off a cliff? Yeah, it, it does fall it off. Doesn't it doesn't linger. It's very drying. Yeah, it's a drying. But you know what? Overall, I like it. Yeah, no, it, I, I agree. It's, it's inoffensive. It's there's nothing wrong it's with the it. It's the eighty proof. Yeah, it's just it's something you can keep drinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like if Listerine was eighty proof, I could drink it if I had to. If what was eighty proof? Listerine. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I feel like Listerine isn't good. Like that stuff burns the shit out of my oh, mouth. No, that's- Listerine's gonna be like one fifteen. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Listerine is cast strength for sure. <laughs> <laughs> cast strength Listerine. <laughs> After biting a few necks, you need some yeah, cast right. strength Listerine. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> now we've killed it. Now we've killed it five times over. Um, so I got tasting notes. Let's see how we did. Oh man, uh, these are from. I wanted to get Canadian tasting notes, okay. so I got these from Whiskey Quarterly, Ontario. Oh, it sounds very proper. Nose. Milk chocolate, caramel, orange zest, dash of baking spices, and fresh orchard fruit. Mm, I got no fruits on that at all. I didn't get any of that. Jeff, do you get any of that? No. No. Was there caramel? Yeah, there was. Milk chocolate and caramel on the nose. Oh, on the palate, caramel, baking spice, chocolate, and woody nose. Let me see if I can taste the chocolate. You said spices. You said spices. I did say caramel, too. And I said oak, so woody notes. Um, I I usually taste chocolate you know and whiskey. What? Now that I looked for it, I can see what they're saying with the chocolate. I got okay. it. I got the chocolate like right away. But, you did, but then everything else overlapped it. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a chocolate milk. It's not a dark chocolate. Yeah. or anything like no, that. No, like I mean, literally, if you drink it's, chocolate, it's milk. like a that you just yeah. quined up yeah. you got it from a cvs refrigerator and you shook it first so there's a frothiness <laughs> right, and it's right. yeah walk it's like, through a field with it <laughs> didn't pay us any money though so i'm going back to chocolate milk <laughs> when <laughs> pays us money i'll taste okay so every time we say <laughs> i'm gonna put a beep <laughs> <laughs> unless they pay us unless they pay us and i'll take the beeps out right um and the finish just says medium short which we would probably say short right medium <laughs> short was my whole college definition of my sex life wow by my college girlfriend he's, but me- bump. he's kind of medium and and short and short <laughs> medium thickness and short length or no short and length. oh short duration yeah, like, <laughs> like he's like medium and then pretty short like, <laughs> oh, man. like just you know it's he's tired he's a big guy he gets worn out <laughs> i love it the engine that could all right, so um, what's our consensus? You like it? Would we make cocktails out of this? I mean, I feel like it's too expensive. To I make wouldn't cocktails. buy it at fifty. I would drink it like Jeff did if it was for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate it. Would no. I order it occasionally if I came across it in a bar for something different? Yes. Yeah. But if I'm just judging it on Canadian, I'm going to say it's not better than Crown Royal XO. No, but is it better than Crown Royal? Mm, not to me. Okay. I don't think to me, cause, just because I really like Crown Royal, yeah. I think to the general public, yes, because there's more complexity to this than a Crown Royal. Yeah, yeah that's true. For, first of all, the Crown Royal is going to be $32. Yeah. So That's also true. And it's probably the same proof, right? Yep. I think this is a good Canadian expression, but I think they did themselves a disservice with the proofing. I would love to taste this at 92. Absolutely. And see what it does then. Because mm. I think it would help to finish and I think it would help to flavor. And justify the price. Right, right. So I don't know if this will be funny and we can just cut it. Yeah. But I have seven things you never wanted to know about caribou. Sure. 
Just the animal caribou. <laughs> Number seven, caribou and reindeer are the same thing. I, yeah, I knew that. You guys knew that? Yeah, I did. Uh, generally, reindeer are domesticated and live in Europe and Asia, and caribou are wild mm. and live in North America. They can weigh up to 700 pounds and stand up to seven feet tall. That's huge. They're fucking big. I'm from Jersey. And if we actually were in the places where you saw these things, like when a moose walks up out of the woods, like you oh shit yourself. Like yeah. they are bigger than you could ever imagine. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> seriously, like a caribou walking out of the woods, you'll be like, because <sighs> you can't outrun it. At least I know I can't outrun it. Right. So that actually leads into number six. Caribou are faster than Usain Bolt. Wow. The average caribou can run between 30 and 50 miles per hour. Usain Bolt's top speed was just under 30 miles per hour. Yeah, for like 10 seconds. Yeah, right, for 10 seconds, not sustained. Right. Right. And he's the fastest of us. Right, he's the fastest of us. So the rest of us have no (laughs) chance. I love how I'm putting myself in the group with Usain Bolt, as if I'm right below. Like, he's 30, I'm like 11. (laughs) You know what I mean? Number five, caribou males are horny. During the fall mating season, caribou males will lock antlers and establish their dominance and win the attention of the female caribou. The one that wins is able to select harems of up to 15 females. Mm, mm. But they got to cross antlers with guys first. Well, right. <laughs> so right. they kind of sound like a little heteroflexible. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, caribou females are horny too. Mm. Caribou are the only species of deer in which females also grow antlers what? which they shed after giving birth to make it easier to forage for food because you know daddy's got other cows to plow bitch mm. number three caribou have supervision really yeah caribou can actually see in the uv spectrum so that items that absorb uv light will appear black against the background of white snow covered landscape which helps them forage for food and detect predators specifically their urine just from like a, the, just like the predator yeah right right, right. <laughs> from a safe distance <laughs> Number two, caribou can float. Mm. Their thick double layer of dense undercoat and hollow topcoat traps so much air for insulation that they're also essentially waterproof and can float in water, even though they weigh 700 pounds. That's amazing. Yeah. We're, we're all watching Sue. Cut the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't really, we haven't actually, we haven't really explained Sue is actually here. All right. whiskey groupies. Silent but deadly. <laughs> Number one, Santa's sleigh team had no balls. Male caribou typically lose their antlers like females do after birth, but males lose them after fighting to win their harem. But that usually happens before December, so any animals that were pulling Santa's sleigh were either female or males that were castrated. Wait, what does their balls have to do with their antlers? So if you castrate a male caribou, they will keep their antlers longer. Damn, well, who found that out? <laughs> well, they found that out when they castrated males. Why are they castrating the, 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 the caribou? What are you doing up in Canada? Stop it. Well, they were sexting inappropriately. Seriously, so they got castrated. I'm, all right, now I'm blaming that. I'm blaming that on Canada and everything we just did in the last 90 seconds on Canada. <laughs> all right, so we'll wrap this shit show up. <laughs> well, to Lynn's credit, it was an outstanding present to give. It's a whiskey that has to be tried because of its place in the Canadian world yeah. and the connection to Sazerac. It's the only single barrel Canadian whiskey. Right. They just have to make it higher proof. Give us like 86. Give us a few more points to work with. Yeah. So yeah. listen, if you come across a bottle of caribou, give it a try. It's because I know just like us, you probably have not drank a lot of Canadian whiskey. And we're going to do a full episode on Canadian whiskey at some point. Right. For the uh, Canadian Thanksgiving or something. They if we can that. find some good ones. Right. Yeah. If there's <laughs> I'm two. I'm sorry. Shade. I know. But anyway. So. Yes, um, October. 
Yes. It, yeah. It's so, Canadian Thanksgiving. And we'll be doing it in the fall, probably. So, for yeah. the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. And I'm Jeff. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Later. Later.